story. To my younger self, what's your story? To my younger self. 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 What's your story? so wonderful to see you. My name is Zoe Baraka. Of course, the show is To My Younger Self, where we tell stories from the past that will propel us into the future. We did a switch today, right? Um, well, welcome to the eighth month of the year. It is an incredible, incredible month. We're very excited to be here. The excitement is crazy high because of our guest. Um, we normally would have a storyteller on a day like this, but we did a switcheroo. And so today we have Author's Corner, which normally happens at the end of the month. Uh, listen, it tells you that it is a special, special, special edition. Okay, so hang tight. Don't go anywhere. In fact, invite your friends, invite your friends, friends. And if those friends, friends, maybe have an enemy, tell them to invite them too, because they will just feel so much love, they will cease to be an enemy. Welcome, welcome to the show again. My name is Zoe Baraka. Listen, where are you watching us from? It is wonderful to see you. I just greeted you in Hausa. It is wonderful to see you. I greeted you in Kosal. That is my father tongue. I'm similar to you. If you speak Wale or Dagbani, I just greeted you. It is wonderful to see you. Indina, to you. Weza, Leke, Efuan. It is wonderful, wonderful to see you. If you speak ever, I just greeted you. Etisen, Akwaba. Wonderful to see you. I just greeted you in a number of variations of the Akan language. It is so good to see you. Saubonani to you if you speak Zulu. Ibella to you, Ibiokibari to you. How are you doing? Do you speak Moshi? People of Burkina Faso, my mother tongue and my mother country. I greet you. I greet you. Te oyo, teng, etiseng, amin, te oyo, te ojeko. See, the chi and the gan always on replay. In my mind so just forgive me we're rolling with it rolling with it <laughs> if you speak Ghana, i just greeted you keepers of the land of accra ghana how are you doing lale to you if you speak chadian arabic how are you doing Intiomafet to you the bottom of africa as they always say northern africa how are you guys doing salam alaikum to all of our arabic and amharaic speaking friends ekaro to you if you speak yoruba of course nagadef to you if you speak wolof it is so wonderful to see you jumbo habari gani habari yo subway do you speak swahili i just greeted you 
Kotong to you, Amohelan to you. How are you? If you speak Sesoto, I am greeting you. Kotoli to you. If you speak Fulani uh, or you are Fulani and you speak for folding. My father is going to let me hear this today, right? <laughs> Akei to you if you speak Aiti Creole. It is wonderful to see you. Bom dia to all of us Portuguese speaking friends. Bonjour, bonus uh, dias. Bonjour, of course, Imaraba. Welcome, welcome. Today I'm running, so run with me. Listen, if you come into the studio, say hello, say good morning, say what's up, say something to me in your local dialect so that I can greet you, okay? It is wonderful to see you. I know it's Tuesday morning, especially in this part of the world. A lot of you are on trains and cars and buses trying to get to work, but take a minute jump on the show and just say what's up to us, okay? We wanna hear from you. The book of the moment is this, When Strong Women Cry. Guys, um, if you have not read this book, shame on you. I really mean that. <laughs> Joking, but not joking. You gotta get the book because right from the very page of this book, I got hit multiple times, just like it was washing over me. And I remember reaching out to Auntie G and saying, you have to be on this show. We have to, there's so many questions, so many things that I, I just think that we have to discuss. And don't you know this incredible woman with her graciousness, with her compassion and panache and sass, all of that. I call her the woman of the decade in Ghana, okay? No woman or no personality in the media has been as prolific as she has been in the last 10 years. In all of that, she is so humble that she's even able to, I guess, I don't know, communicate with people like us. I remember I was seven years old when I started to watch her on Ghana's premier television station. And um, um, I would tell my dad, I want to be like her. I want to be like her. I did not even understand what she was doing at that time. I only knew she was reading the news. What does a seven-year-old, you know, <laughs> do with the news? But she carried so much power that I knew I wanted to be like her. And even now, as I'm speaking to you, in my mind, I am being like OGA. It is incredibly surreal. I am incredibly nervous, but I'm not going to show it. Uh, you know what? Let me just read through through who she is about the author, and then we'll just go, go on ahead and bring her on. Because if you leave me here by myself, I'll just talk for two hours about OGA, and she'll never get on the show. But Ohineiri Giftianti is a celebrated, award-winning Ghanaian journalist with 26 years' experience in the media. She is the CEO of GDA Media and producer of the award-winning longest gender-agenda-driven TV show, The Standpoint a program she has hosted for the past 15 years. Let me tell you, Google is your friend in this instance. Just type in Ohineyo Gifty Auntie and then it will all the information will just wash over you, okay? So this is a very tiny, like minuscule aspect of who she is. She currently has over 60 awards to her credit. This is at the time of the book. Can I just say she probably has 70 now? <laughs> 
<laughs> since May, okay? <laughs> she is a philanthropist and president and founder of the Gifty Auntie Foundation, which has the Award Dancewa Reading Project, the Girl in Need Initiative, and the Happy Feet Project, amongst others. Um, Ohineiri Gifty Auntie is a motivational conference speaker, mentor, and role model to many. She's the author of five books. This was at the time. Now she's the author of six going on seven. <laughs> a bit of me, the best of you, 50 nuggets at 50, room 5005, and broken but beautiful. And of course now, when strong women cry. She is married to Nana Ansakwal IV, chief of Akwamu Adumasa, and blessed with a daughter, Nyami Enyimonyam Ifia Asa Afakoma Sintim Nisa. What a powerful name for a powerful young girl. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please do me the honors, do me the favor, do me all of the courtesy. Let us invite the incredibly venerable, the absolutely indefatigable Ohineyiri Gifty Auntie, my Auntie G, my Auntie G. Oh my goodness. What are you talking about me? Yes, who was I talking about? <laughs> you. What's a privilege. Welcome to the show. I'm oh humbled. my God. First, I just say, I love you. I love I you. I really love you. I you really love you. Incredible woman. Thank Welcome you. to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm humbled. And uh, let me say thank you to last week's guest for agreeing to swap with me because it was a very uh, difficult day for me to have on it that. Um, invitation so thank you for being so gracious and agreeing to swap the you know dates with me oh. <laughs> he was so happy to do it and we will oh. let him know in fact he's a gentleman i feel like he should be on your radar very very soon he's doing incredible awesome. things in awesome. the central region and awesome. so we'll see what what comes out of it but auntie g when strong women cry mm -hmm. oh my goodness yeah oh my goodness i don't know if you remember when i i text you and i i said something to the effect like the very first story just hit me because yeah. that was my story yeah. it was a difficult story and how you even grabbed a pen and a paper or however you write and wrote yeah. about that i had never been that confident to write about my experience yeah. And so thank you for that, first of all. And I'm just going to start off by saying, what is the definition of a strong woman? In fact, let me push the envelope a bit. Okay. The definition of a strong African woman. The strong African woman is that woman who pushes on, regardless of her own pain, mm. who lifts her head high, despite the shame. Mm the name calling and the stigma. The one who is a wounded healer, mm -hmm. she carries her own burden, but is not afraid to reach out to help others. The one who smiles, though she's crying deep inside. Mm -hmm. The one who is afraid to step out, yet she will go. Not knowing what will happen. A strong woman is every single African woman. And every woman across the world who has dared to even wake up every single morning mm. and smile. Mm. 
because sometimes it's so difficult you don't even want to wake up you don't want to get out of bed you don't want to step out of your room but if you are able to put yourself together to do it regardless how you are looking how you are feeling you are one heck of a strong woman oh my goodness you know, that just puts it in so much perspective. Can I just say, almost every Tuesday, I wake up and have a struggle with God and say, I know, must right? I wake up? Oh, my God, the cameras, the lights, do I want to do this? And I know you probably have a version of it. Oh, yeah. But you're like, I'm so yeah. not in the frame of mind to do this. But the moment the cameras go live. Yep. You put on a smile and you go, hello, and welcome to the go. standpoint. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and everybody goes, oh, GA, you're so beautiful. <laughs> and you're like, mm, if you know what is going on inside. No idea. I know. No idea. Sometimes you've been through some really difficult, sometimes driving to work, you are crying. Sometimes mm. I come and step in my office and cry mm. after that, have my makeup on. And then you go and sit there. Sometimes during break, I said, oh, just give me a, a message, uh, a minute. I'm rushing to the washroom and come. I'll go to the washroom and I'll cry and I'll come back, dust up, and I'll go and sit there again. So it's not easy. No, it's not easy. Wow. You know, so when you read the book, I write about there's nothing as difficult that, you know, the back, I said, there's nothing more painful for a strong woman than when she is told to be strong or applauded for being strong, when in actual fact, she is broken and dying silently inside, hoping and wishing she could let it all out. It really hurts, especially when she has been protecting herself personally as a strong woman. And, you know, when I read that part, mm -hmm. the part that really hit me, Auntie G, was when she has been projecting herself personally as a strong woman. Exactly. And I said in my head, but it's not really because the woman was projecting herself. It's because society tells her, be a strong woman. Yeah. They push her to be a strong woman. Yeah. And then the moment she breaks down, they mm -hmm. say, why are you breaking down? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. No, but sometimes we project because we tell ourselves that, listen, I'm a strong woman. Mm -hmm. We speak to people and say, listen, I'm a strong woman. I can handle this. I'm mm -hmm. a strong woman. I do this, that. Mm -hmm. And then we tell other people, other women to be strong. Yes. And then we are hit by this and you have no choice. Should I cry? Should I let them see my weakness? Should mm -hmm. I let them know? Mm. And then you are, you know, in, in, in a midst of a, a pot of emotions. Mm. So this book actually goes out to actually tell women that it's okay. To cry. The fact that they know your weakness. The fact that they knew that I could not have a child. But every morning I got up and sat on TV and did that. Come on. Until it happened. It tells me that I'm a strong woman. Mm. You know, funny thing is, just a few days ago, I just thank God for the, you know, revelation and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I realized that this book is linked to a chapter in my very first book, A Bit of Me. Wow. Yep. A Bit of Me, that's a bit of me. And all my books are on Amazon and across. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Chapter 19 of A Bit of Me. That's mm -hmm. page 67. 
And that happened to be the favorite of a lot of people who bought, especially women, strong women, who bought a bet of me and read it. Mm -hmm. It says, if only you know me. And it reads, I sometimes want someone to notice, mm. to ask if I'm all right. Mm. The problem is, I would say yes. I don't know why. Because behind my answer, I am screaming, screaming for help. I want someone inside my head who can tell exactly what I need, how to make me feel better. I may not tell you. Um, most, uh, most have to pry, ask the right questions, convince me to trust them. That is the only way to, make, to take off my mask. Once you have the real me, it is noticeable. Everything stops. I let the pain show. Mm. This pain that is so hard to cover up, mm. and yet I manage day to day. I would sometimes try to hint, but no one seems to get it. I don't know why. Am I the only one that feels this pain? Pain that makes you shake. Pain that hurts so much you can't cry. I just want to be happy all of the time. Is that too much to ask? Mm. God, why can't I be happy all the time? If only you know me, you would know that I only try my best. I am only but a broken woman, still trying to walk tall, with a smile that says, with God on my side, I can make it one day. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get tired of saying, I am fine. Mm. Just to say, my first book, A Bit of Me, which I, re I released on 12 July 2019. Can you imagine that? And somehow, 360. It's my Facebook. Wow. I wasn't even thinking about this. My goodness. But then one day, I just had a revelation that, let's say, what you wrote in this, what you have expanded and managed to tell the story of other women. Mm. As because what you effectually did was you were asking, can I just reveal myself a little bit? Can I pull the veil? And so you can actually see just a little bit inside my soul. And then suddenly you said, I'll do it. Yes. Even though you're not asking, I'm going to do it anyway. But what you didn't realize was others were waiting for you to do it. Exactly. And then suddenly here you are. The question I have for you is, I mean, I feel like you already answered the question because I wanted to ask you what made you want to write a book about strong women who cry? Mm. Um, yeah. There must have been a catalyst. There must have been yeah. something that yeah. suddenly you just want, no, I'm going to yeah. write this book. It didn't right. just happen. So, yes. If you read the book, you realize I keep mentioning November 15. Yes. November 15 happened. November 15 will be a book on its own. <laughs> you know, November 15, yeah. it was a very, very terrible day. Mm. A day I felt betrayal by mm. somebody I confided in, taught mm. that she was a sister and could really hold me down. Mm. Mm. But a betrayal right in my face. Wow. You know, no, normally you get betrayed by people behind your back, you know, mm. by this one in your face. So it's right there. Right, and right there, right there, you know. And the things I would, the emotions I went through, you know, thinking about not so much about the result of that betrayal, mm. but how that betrayal came. Why did I even trust this woman? Oh why did I God. even decide to talk to? But then I told myself, why not? Mm. 
Why not? Why can't I trust another woman? If I expect other women to look up to me and to trust me and to rely on me, why can't I do the same with another woman? Instead of being better, I want to be better. Whoa. I want to be better by being that woman other women can trust. Mm. And to tell the story so that women know that we need each other. Yes. We have a common enemy, that's society, mm. that puts so much on us and expect us to be something that, you know, we, we are not. Mm. If Giftianti should come and sit and say, I'm broken and crying and all that, they'll say, look ahead. She claims to be strong. She came, she claims to be this. Mm. You know, and let me chip in. When that rumor came that I'm supposedly, my marriage is supposedly on rocks and all that. You know what hit me? Like, so all the things that I've done, the charity, the raising funds to help others, the empowerment, it doesn't matter. All of a sudden, yeah. I become a failure. Yeah. All of a sudden, I become yeah. a public enemy yeah. because, quote unquote, my marriage has failed. Mm. Really? So you can imagine the number of women who stay in abusive relationships because of what? Yes. Because of what society I will say. I don't know how to explain myself when mm. these things come up because mm. it's just so ridiculous. We put women in a box that they can't speak. Yeah. A girl gets raped or abused in a way, and then when she comes out to speak, then she is the one. Yeah, she's the problem. Strong, strong women carry so much burden that they are, you know, that saying they said women cry, strong women cry in the rain yes. and in the shower. Mm -hmm. But I am saying, no, let's be able to cry. I mean, openly, it doesn't mean we are weak. When the sun is shining, you can cry. It means we are strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It means we are not afraid to show our emotions. Yes. You know, they say women are emotional. Yes, we are emotional. We're supposed to be emotional. We're supposed to be. And that helps us. Yes. So many women are dying inside mm. because they are afraid to be seen as weak. Yes. yes. A woman being abused in her relationship, being harassed at work, mm. you know, struggling to have a child, can't really speak up, can't really do anything because she's supposed to be strong. Yeah. Yeah. To date, women who are pregnant and are supposed to maybe it's CS, cesarean operation is the only, they said, no, you should not let a knife touch like, you. Yeah. I remember I said, I think in one of the, I wrote about, no, I think I need to have, and I said, I went through CS. Mm -hmm. I had people say, no, don't say it. You are wounded. I said, what? What is wrong what with this? What is it? wrong with that? From what the one, it? I knew my doctor told me because of your age and your condition, you will go through a cesarean operation. From day one, I knew about it. And my you husband carried the child for nine months, though. It was inside of you. That was, you did what was supposed to be done. Too many women are just, the stories are oh just mind-boggling. And even after the book came out, mm. the reviews, which is going to be another book, you know, on its own, the feedback, the stories that people shared with me, mm. I just knew that God, this book, even just yesterday, I've sent mm. you, you know, a screenshot of it. A lady in the UK mm. sent me a, a, a message in my inbox and mm. 
you know, I was just literally crying because I was going through one of those moments and I felt like God, tell him about <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's and like then, an everyday story. Like a, and then wow. she said, she said, mom, God richly bless you. Uh, God richly bless you. Uh, you for me. I'm going through a lot right now, but your book saved me and healed me. Mm. My name is just from UK. Mm. And she a copy, you know, of the book, you know, show that she's received, you know, her book. It's not me. It's God who gave me. You, I mean, the flack I, you know, I, I, I tell, I was just telling my pastor that I know why the devil hit me so hard with that whole news national yes. quote unquote disgrace and embarrassment because this book is doing amazing touching so many so lives many. It, yes bringing healing my hands are up yeah because not just a book it actually also takes you through the healing process mm. it makes you understand what you're going through at every given time the yes. various stages yeah and how to go through the healing yeah. process Yes. So the devil decided, are you? I'll do something. But the devil is a foolish boy. He's a foolish boy. His mother-in-law is a liar. A liar, I'm telling you. Him and his whole family. Listen, the book we're discussing, guys, if you just joined us, for all of you on YouTube, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, for those of you who will be watching later, especially you South Africans, you come on strong, like on Wednesdays and Thursdays, we want to say welcome. And the book where we're, we're, we're reading, uh, reading and reviewing today is When Strong Women Cry uh, by our very own Ohina Yuri Giftianti. Uh, if you're in South Africa, please do me a favor. Go on Google and, and type in Ohina Yuri Giftianti Ghana, and then you will understand why it is such an incredible miracle that she's on this show. For me, it's a 360, 180-turnaround uh, uh, story. But... Um, Auntie G. Um, by the way, I call her Auntie G. Auntie I don't know why. Yeah. It's just so cool. I want to feel, you know, famous you know, by proxy. I know, right? It's, 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 it's a kind of intimacy and bond. I know. know. They're like, wow, do you know her that well? Well, she's my Auntie G. <laughs> but listen, chapter, uh, uh, page two of this book. Okay, see, there's a running joke onto my younger self. When Zoe likes a book, she abuses it. I write all kinds of things in the book. If I don't like the book, I will not write in it. So this book has been very, very much abused. Um, <laughs> uh, on page two. Right. I'm going to read just a little bit, Auntie G, if you'll permit me, just because I want people to, to see how this hit me. And I'll right. start from the top. Uh, mm. She says, my heart skipped a beat. Me, how? What happened? The story unfolded about how her nine-year-old daughter fell ill while she was attending a conference outside the country. She asked her trusted house help to take her to the hospital. Two days later, the doctor sent her a message asking her to see him on her return. In the meantime, he advised that her daughter be moved to live with the trusted family member till her return. She told me she panicked and tried to force the doctor to tell her what was wrong with her daughter. But the doctor, a family friend, only said, it's nothing to worry about. God bless that doctor. Mm. Gifty, I collapsed when the doctor told me what had been going on. And my daughter, with whom I thought I had a good buddy-buddy relationship, confirmed it in the doctor's presence. She said, Gifty, apparently my house helped. 
the girl who had become a daughter to me and whom I had come to trust with the care of my young daughter had been sexually abusing her for almost four years under my very nose. Can I just tell you guys, I was laying in bed when I, I, I started to read this book. I don't know where the waterworks came from. Even now, it feels like waterworks are coming um, to me. It hit me. And I said, that is me. That's my story. And I wasn't, I don't even know if I was nine years old. Maybe I was. I don't remember the, but I was that young when the house held in my auntie's house, who was a pastor. My auntie and her husband were both pastors. I don't know if they still are because I don't talk to them anymore. I need forgiveness, guys. I do. Um, I do. Um, and their house help abused me for years, for years. And I had never opened my mouth to actually say it out loud and say a woman. Sometimes when you hear sexual abuse, you always just think a man was doing it. But exactly. women are doing it. Younger women are doing yeah. it in your homes. Yes. Yes. It just hit me. It hit um, me too. And I remember I wrote in here, this brings back, and I don't know if you can see it, this brings back painful yeah. memories. Painful, very, very painful memories. Um, and I was so thankful that her mother believed her. Mine didn't. Yeah. It took maybe another couple of months for my mother to believe me. Um, my auntie didn't believe me. Her husband did, but couldn't say anything because sometimes marriages turn out like that. The woman has all the power. Um, and I, I, I just felt such a rush of emotion. And I said, thank you, God, that she wrote about this. Because if she hadn't written, now I'm saying it now, and people in the, in the comment section are going, wow, oh my God, did that happen? But it did. And it's probably more than you guys can imagine. But this is what the book is all about. It is yeah. a tapestry of stories that women are going through. Yeah. And Antiji, I just wanted to find out from you. It's yeah. such a, it's a cliche question. How were you feeling when you were writing this? But I want to ask you, how were you feeling? Because me as a reader, I just went. It was a rush of emotion, pain, anger remorse, regret, and and a, a, a thing going in my head like, where is that girl that did that to me? I wish I could see her today. I was ready to fight in that yeah. moment. Yeah. But I don't even remember her name. Her name. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it was difficult for me mm -hmm. because I have a daughter. No. An only child. A child who my latest book is, you know, dedicated yes. to. A child I struggled to have. A child I had to go through four failed IVFs before I finally had one. And normally you would think about, as you said, but for a house girl to abuse a, a, a daughter to that extent, you know, and when you read further, this girl has now a life-threatening condition because of what happened. I didn't want to even go there because my, my, I just, I was sitting on the bed and I had just kept, you know, touching my daughter, looking at her, oh pulling God. her under my, I was, oh you know, struggling. Mm. It was difficult for me to write. I even had to send her a message. I sure it's okay for me to, she said, gifted, please. 
this must be an eye opener. Yes. I can't tell my story this because of what I do and everything. And I, I, I've told her that I know I'm praying for her to come to a place of healing so that she will be able to write her full story. Because mm -hmm. I only wrote a summary. A very sliver of it, yes. You know, because now even she, her relation with her daughter is strained. The guilt yes. she left with. Mm -hmm. And as you said, thank God she believed. You know, most of the parents don't believe their children no. when they tell them the story. Yeah. yeah. Too many times. Yeah. Oh, you're a child. You're a, ba you a baby. You're a little girl. You're lying. Don't do this. Don't do yeah. that. So that story has been an eye-opener for a lot of women. Yeah. A lot of women. Yeah. You know, in this book, Black Charlotte, I talk about, you know, my frustration, my pain of sometimes my age group, mm -hmm. family, friend, they don't understand why I can't go to certain places and I can't leave my daughter. Yes. I want to be able to, so I'm coming to work. She's here with the nanny and everything. If anything, mm -hmm. I'm in, no, the birthday, in the evening, unless maybe I'm not home. But every time I'm praying. Mm. The world has become a wicked place. Very wicked place. Very wicked place. I wonder what happened. Yes. Yes. You know, and this look, happens in our boarding schools too, Auntie G. Exactly. Women, young yeah. girls are doing this to their peers. It's just look at when it happened to you years ago. At that time, if you had come to say, uh, say it or speak about it, the doubt. Oh my God! I wonder, and I will say that don't 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 blame or I mean find a place in your heart to forgive your mother and your auntie, mm. because you see when you know better you do better. Do better, yeah. They didn't know. I mean, they couldn't even think about how yeah. a girl can do that to another girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did forgive my mother, by the way, because she did yeah. stand up for me eventually, but. Yeah. That auntie, I don't even know if it's non, it's, I think it's indifference. I, I don't necessarily care if she's yeah, around me or not. I, I, so I kind it. of just, it can, yeah. yeah. It's, you know? It can be very painful. Yeah. Really not that it can, it is very painful. My goodness. It is very painful. And these things are happening in our homes yes. to professional women. Sometimes we, you know, I don't say it, but even for me, when I had my child, mm. I was working for myself, but it didn't make it easier. No. Yes, yes. I mean, Doris Seishan talks about, you know, mm -hmm. the trauma. Yeah. If not That's properly true. handled, it lives with you for the rest of your life. Yes. It never goes and affects you in ways that you, you, you cannot even fathom, but they are real. Yeah. And you know, Auntie G, the other thing, as you were, I was reading this, I, I remember thinking to myself, unfortunately, this is how sometimes certain women, and listen, we're not anti-anything on this platform, yeah. and neither is Auntie G, but yeah. it, it goes without saying, sometimes it ends up, I went through a phase where I thought, why was it only a girl abusing me? Maybe I am supposed to be that. Maybe then I'm not yes, maybe I, I'm not supposed to be in relationships with men. I went through that. 
even as a young adult, we yes. don't, guys, you don't get, Auntie G, thank you for writing about this. It That one chapter, it's, it's so powerful that, Guys, if you don't well. have the book, I have to tell you, um, it's not a hype. I'm not hyping this book. Again, if Zoe doesn't like a book, one, it wouldn't even be on the show. That's one. <laughs> if I read it and I was like, eh, it's, it's a good book, I would yeah. never reach out and say, can you come on the show or anything. This book, every woman, I don't care how old you are, nine-year-olds can read it. Because the beautiful yes. thing Auntie G did with this book is she reads as though she wrote it not in, uh, for lack of a better phrase, in intellectual parlance. She didn't do that. She wrote it just the way you and I are speaking. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's like a couch conversation. You have a cup of tea in your hand. Or like she normally likes to say, people are like in her office, on the floor, eating some gas and fish and sardines. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that happened to me. That's how she wrote the book. So it is very distillable. It's something you can understand. Uh, there is uh, local parlance in there. There is, it's very easy. Please just get the book. If you don't want to read it, gift it to someone you think needs it. I promise you, you will not be, you will not be disappointed. I'm going to move on. And did you have so much that I want us to talk about? You're going to say, why is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> Chapter four, the strong yeah. woman without a child. Can I tell you, <laughs> I, I wrote some curse words in the book <laughs> because I was so, <laughs> I was so upset. Yeah. I think this was Ra Ra Raki's story. Raki, yes. Rakia. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How? How? Why? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And why do you know? men do this to us? And this is not a feminist banter. We're not mm. being feminist. We're not being gender empowerment. This is not yeah. it. That's, but that's real life stories. It's a real life story. And the part that got me was, and oh, Raki takes care of all seven children her husband has with three yeah. different women. Yeah. I really don't know what to make of this one, but mm -hmm. respect for her, shut up three yeah. notches. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. How did you? <laughs> That's striking. That's striking. I don't have a question much like you. I, I noticed how you ended the book. You mm -hmm. couldn't even conclude the book, the, the, the chapter. I really she don't know what to make of this. But my respect for her showed up three notice. Yeah. I could I mean I asked myself, can I do this? Oh no. Yeah, I, 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 I won't do it. <laughs> the trauma alone. Oh my God. You know, the, the the pain that I can't, this is a man of it, but I can't have my own. Mm. And so my husband is out there having you know these children and i have to take care of them so that's the question does she have to or does she want to that's a question i asked myself she, felt, she feels she feels like she has to she mm. has the resources she doesn't have any of her own mm. 
And if you read my book, 50 Nuggets at 50, I wrote about the fact that when I was told that I couldn't have my child, mm. I decided I couldn't have a child of my own. I decided I was going to work hard, make money. And then my old age, if I mean, I would, I, I mean, if I don't adopt, I'll pay, I'll have to pay somebody to take care of me and take good care of me, you know? Wow. <laughs> so, I told, you know, so this is Rakia feeling that, well, she never know who will take care of her in future. Mm. Who will be her helper? So let me do what I can. Rakia is very nice person. She's very giving. So she decided, well, these are my husband's children. What can I do about it? Let them come home. Let them come and stay, you know? And it's not easy. It's not something she's doing easily. But she's doing it. I don't know whether to keep her marriage, to keep the peace in her marriage. Funny thing is, though she's a Muslim, her husband hasn't officially married these women. Oh, my God. Nope. So when you read it, this is a man who um, says he loves his wife. But he's a man, so he needs children. And she has to deal with this every time. And it's not every one, day. not two, but no. seven. Seven, with three different women. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wherever you are, Raki, first of all, a lot of love to you, a lot of respect for you, yeah. because, oh my, <laughs> I, I'm too shy to kind of show you what I wrote in my book because <laughs> my, my words were not solved with honey. They really were not. There was a bunch of very interesting yeah. words on the yeah. page of the book because yeah. I was angry for you. But you know what? God knows why he does some things. Why you are going through this journey, only God knows. And why you're doing this from your heart. We love you. That's all I can say. And maybe this I, 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 I keep telling her that she's my strength. You know, after the book came out, we, you know, we met and, you know, we're talking. And of course, a lot more revelations came out. But I told her that, you know what? We can never understand God. We can never understand God, you wow. know. And, you know, in the book I wrote about how she she's willing to give every material thing she has money to wow. have one of her own. Oh my God. But I keep reminding her, remember those who went through it and never came back. And we're going to talk about that in a few, you know, steps down the line. And of course, the Black Chandawate, because that's the buzz today. And we're saying it's, you're hearing it the first time today on this show. Okay. Just ask us, what is the Black Chandawate? And then we'll tell you. Okay. It's an insider information. <laughs> but we'll tell you because, Auntie G, let's face it, you had three or four that didn't quite go the way you wanted it to go before it actually happened. You're right. Yeah. What if you yeah. tried the what first, if? second, and it didn't happen, and then you can come back? Yeah. What oh if? God. What if? <laughs> there have been too many women who go, and they don't come back. Some even after delivery, they give birth, and the next moment, you the know, I'm sorry if we are reminded of any family member, any yes. husband or sister who's lost somebody to yes. that. But 
I, I, I remember one of the women who read the book and she said, Gifty, you know, I was in Rakia's uh, situation. Oh. But one day my husband looked at me on my sick bed, mm. tried to go through the treatment and said, and I said, girl, are you doing this because you want to please me? I'd rather have you alive mm. than to lose you. There's so many children in this world that we can adopt and take care of. And she's adopted three children. You see God that bless her. Hey, <laughs> if she doesn't tell you, you wouldn't you know. Wouldn't. You know, God, God is something else, you know. Oh God, God is the kids look like her. Imagine so much like her, and the girls look like the man. You know, it's as for God. Wow. These stories are, <laughs> guys, uh, again, I'm not pushing you, but please, especially if you're in, in this part of the world, just jump onto uh, Amazon and just type in when strong women cry. The beautiful thing that happened that I just got really excited was I think the SEO or the algorithm on, on, on Amazon literally just pulls it up right away. And I got very happy. The weirdest things makes me happy. When you just type in when strong women cry, you just see, oh, gifty auntie. And just purchase it again, Get, especially teenagers. Give it to teenagers, even if they're not reading it now. Four years down the line, they'll pick up the book and read it. Absolutely. They will need it if they need it. Okay? We, <laughs> you need the book. Just get the book. I promise you, if you're in Ghana, um, my big brother, Nana Redamwa, has it all yeah. on the platform, book yes. store. Just book put it in the cart and they deliver so fast, your head yeah. will spin. Oh, and there's so, so many, yes, there's so many other platforms uh, and yeah. other places. And these days, you know, Nana Damwa, they insist I autograph for them. So yes. Because it's I just easier. Autograph for their clients. Yes, yes, exactly. In fact, I'm kind of a little upset. I don't have an autographed copy, but I'll get my I'll see you soon. Anytime I see you, I'll autograph it for you. Exactly. <laughs> Auntie G, I want us to move the conversation to chap uh, uh, page 27. Um, but this is writing on the back of chapter 7, where it says the strong woman on the battlefield of work. Uh, what Auntie G did with this book is she kind of defined different kinds of strong women, which was very good because when you think about strong women, you kind of put all of them in like a basket and think they all belong in a basket uh, and it's one, but it's not. There are so many different kinds of strong women. There are subsets of it. And so yeah. when she did that, I said, you know what? I, I may not be, I may not need to be strong in this area, but I need to be strong in that area. Absolutely. And I just got it. I just, it just clicked. So this one is writing on the story of a young woman called Abby. And yes. um, when you read it, you know, she, She's a great person. She does great work. She is a definition of a fine professional. She's a mover and a shaker. And the only thing Abby is having challenges with is that she's not necessarily quite married yet. Yeah. And so um, uh, page 27, I'm going to read a little bit uh, with your permission, Auntie G. It says, yeah. Abby is not the only single lady who cries because of how society treats her. 
despite the fact that she brings something to the table, has a seat at the table, and sometimes is the table. I said, Chai, this woman can write. (laughs) (laughs) Generally speaking, our society devalues any woman who, in their view, is old enough to marry, but is not married. No one is secure, irrespective of position or standing in society. I know of female pastors who, because they are single, are not allowed to officiate weddings, counsel couples, or preach on certain occasions. There is no end to the embarrassment they go through in public with demeaning, derogatory, or sexist comments from the senior and married pastors within the church. And there's an exclamation point there, because that's how I read it. Within the church! Mm-hmm. where love is supposed to reign. Female pastors in general sometimes have it really tough. They cry, but it does not stop them from laboring in the Lord's vineyard. And I said, my goodness, this woman, she shook so many tables with oh, this yeah. book. Mm-hmm. So many tables. Yeah. Um, and I know you went through it before you got married. And yeah. I remember when you got married, actually one of my friends who knows how I kind of just hear everything you say and imbibe it said, uh-huh, your woman has married finally. That woman that was sitting there going, women need this. I said, but that's not what she was saying. She wasn't saying because I'm a feminist, I cannot be in love. Don't get the two twisted. I mean, so and you know, there are two categories of people who do that. Mm-hmm. Those who really don't understand mm-hmm. and those who understand but feel threatened mm-hmm. that women are going to understand who they are, their worth, mm-hmm. knowing that married or not, I'm worthy. I can achieve. Mm-hmm. Child or not, I can do this. Mm-hmm. That you have the choices. I can decide. You can decide you don't want, ha- want to have a child. It's okay. Yeah. You can decide you don't want to have um you get married. It's okay. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. For goodness sake, God even gave us that choice to decide to serve and to worship him to do this. God gave us the choice. Yes. But because they can't for a long time, they have weaponized this whole thing about as a woman, you have to do this, you have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so when they realize that. The whole thing is just fizzling out. Somebody is just removing the rocks one by one, the bricks. And so they will have to attack you. And to date, I insist, no need to rush. No woman, young woman should sit at one place waiting to get married before she becomes an achiever. Mm, come say it again. Go out there. Add value to yourself. Go to school. Invest in properties, buy houses, build Mm. whatever, buy car. Mm. The man will come, the man worthy of you. He will show up. And you are worthy of, Mm. will show up and won't be threatened by that. But then if you stay at one place waiting for that man to come before you decide, oh, you will be in trouble. They will be in so much trouble. You know, till date, I will tell young, don't rise to get irrespective of your age. Yes. Because marriage can make or unmake you. It can rob you of your joy, your dreams, your aspirations. 
even your very existence as a human being. So be careful. Be mm. careful and just move. Yes, my daughter, Sewa Dancy says, be a woman on, on, the, the, move. on the move. Yes. Absolutely. Be a woman on the move. Live your life. Yes, Doris. Live. Live, laugh, love. Your life. And the funny thing is, as I was reading that part, I said, even when you've added all this value to yourself, even when you've done all of that, and men do say they look, they, they want strong women, mm -hmm. even after that, they mm -hmm. still, it, please guys, this book is also for in, you, men. In your home? Yes. At the office? Yes. At church? social gathering you know you you just go to places and, and that and, you know um, oh i'm tired i want to go home. oh by you what are you going to do at home you are not my you don't have a child what are you going to what do at home? Going to, can i not be tired <laughs> work they will say that oh let gifty do that for her gifty she's not married she, she has no responsibilities you know it's just crazy it's just crazy but hey, you just have to move on, chin up. You know, I remember I had a story quite recently. I moderated a program by um, HD Plus, and um, mm. they, 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 there's a lady, one of the, uh, I think, um, directors from U, um, U, uh, no, SA, South Africa, mm. shares, a, shares a story about how she went for an interview and she was so sure she aced it and everything. And then after that, the director said, anyway, I like my coffee hot and creamy. So when you come in, you know, you must make sure every morning. And then she turned and said, oh, so do I. And when you have a moment, you do mine for me as well. She, she didn't get the job. <laughs> of course not. Oh, my God. And she said, Listen, she just said it top of the head. Because in the home where she was coming from, her dad would have the apron on in the kitchen cooking and they are in the, you know, hall watching TV and all that. Sometimes the mom will be the one doing so. She just said it not in a derogatory way or no, in a mean way or like... She, she but that was her reality. That's her reality. When you have a moment, you do mine for me as well. That's all. That's it. And the worst part is because of that, no matter how smart she was, how qualified no, no, she exactly, was, she didn't lost get it. the job because of that comment, yeah. which was not even meant as a disrespect. It was just, this is my reality too. That's my reality I too, too like coffee. That's really it. That's it. That's it. So we can be coffee buddies. <laughs> you know. Oh my God. Oh my God. Atiji, we're yeah. going to move on to chapter 13. Speaking of marriage, as for this book, uh, the, the joke is that I, I should have just review the book just put you a know. camera on me and just go chapter by chapter know, all by right? myself <laughs> and not have Antiji because I want to do every chapter so believe me uh when I tell you this is so hard for me to pick and choose it's so yeah. difficult for me but we move as Antiji will say we move yeah, we, move. <laughs> <laughs> we don't too soon uh, this is another woman I've admired and just kind of, I just love her so yeah. much. And yeah. this is her story. Um, yeah. 
she was his chioma and I, I I wrote in here, ha ha ha. I was just beaming with a smile. She was his yeah. chioma and he was Chikua <laughs> Mecca. <laughs> the inseparable two. A fine military gentleman, a uh, general, sorry, who fell in love with a renowned actress and entrepreneur. And so this story is um, about a woman that is not, is not a stranger to all of you, um, to our very honorable Abla Jifangomashi. A lot of people just call her ADG. Um, I love this, ADG, OGA. Um, <laughs> and, you know, when you see women doing incredible things, it's she's a marvel to watch on the parliament floor. Yeah, yeah. She is an absolute force to reckon with. And I didn't know the story about her. And so for it to be on here so stark and in your face, and she was not afraid, even as a politician, to share the story of how she had lost her husband. And I think for me, the vulnerability came when both of you, when you acknowledged Auntie G how for one reason or another and unfortunately you weren't able to be there for her at the yeah. time it happened and yeah. how you guys reconciled that yeah. Yeah. in the car and yeah. i remember writing here whoa how very honest i love friendships like this yeah. she told you like uh how they say in ghana she told told you she literally yeah, let, yeah, you, yeah. let you have she it told me, yeah and we you sat in for hours. Yes. And you talked about it. You yeah. hugged it out. You cried it out. And you have right. been closer than you were before. Exactly. And the beautiful thing, you moved on. Yes. There was on. no remorse. There was no, you did this to me, didn't do this to me. Yeah. But how yeah. strong is ADG? Yes. She, she's an amazing. She's amazing. I mean, I must tell you that, you know, um, there's a part that I narrated mm. and then there's a part where she told her story. Mm. You know, that part, she couldn't write it down. Mm. She said, Sis, you know my story. Write it the way you want. And I think I, I wrote it in the book. I write it the way you want. Mm. And I wrote it. And when I showed her and I said, you actually put in there, admitted that. And I said, yes, I admitted it because that's what sisterhood needs yes. to be mm. when you mess up when you let your sister down you learn to apologize yes there's no need back and forth because if you know it came from a, a good i mean genuinely made a mistake mm. you genuinely overlook certain things you talk about it and you let it go sisterhood doesn't mean i can't you, i won't offend you or you won't offend me but we must be able to talk it out yes and wow. move on because every woman needs a sister. Yes. Needs a tribe of women. It's so important. Mm. I have my young feminist, especially on social media. We don't agree all the time. Sometimes <laughs> they'll send me a message in my inbox and, you know, WhatsApp and tell me off. Sometimes I do the same to them, but mm. we don't play it out in the open. Yes. And when I can, I just call them here. And they they are the ones who actually engineered my writing of When Strong Women Cry. Because after I went through my November 15, I called them here. As usual, we at Kinky. And I said, listen, this journey we are traveling on, I don't claim to know 
better than you. But I share with you so that you know where I fell short, Mm. where I fell into the uh, uh, pit holes, the stupid things I did so that you don't repeat those mistakes. That as you go out there fighting for everybody, make sure your sanity Mm. is intact. Make sure you're watching behind you. Make sure you're taking care of yourself as Mm. well. And that there is a team of people behind you. You know, there is a, 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 there's some, you hear some women say, oh, as for me, I don't really have female friends, only guy friends. Why is that? Why is that? Why can't you have female friends? Most of the time they've been let down too many times by women. But I say that you, you are let down by the wrong women. Yes. You know, look around. Men will let you down too, though. So it, it's yeah. it's not even a gender issue as much as no, people no, 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 are no. people. Yeah. People yeah. will let you down, period. Down, exactly. Because those guys also have yeah. their, you know, <laughs> motives for being there for you. And oh, the yes. We're not going to even say it here, but. <laughs> here, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Auntie G, chapter 14, and then we're going to do a big leap. Um uh the strong women in the diaspora of course we couldn't have discussed a book as powerful as this without touching on the strong women in the diaspora because <laughs> hey i'm one of them <laughs> and can i just say i had just done a whole boohoo cry 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 as i was reading the book i was i had this face when i got here i just had to laugh and i wrote here no lies told here because hey that's literally what i wrote in my book <laughs> but um the 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 story of of <laughs> there's a woman in here who did all kinds of things for a man somewhere yeah. else in africa will be get the book and you'll get it because the details are right here but this is a woman who has been working night yeah. and day killing herself literally so yeah. somebody in ghana or africa can win an election and the man turns around and and, and i don't want to give it away mm-hmm. You just have to get the book, especially if you're a woman in the diaspora. And TG, as I read this, I said, my goodness, if this woman decided to write a story about women in the diaspora, it will be that big and you will not be able to finish the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last year when I came on a tour, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I did, I did um, how many states in how many days? I, I remember. You were in New Jersey, New York. I remember Connecticut. No, were you in Connecticut? Delaware. No, Maryland. Maryland. Okay. Maryland, Virginia, mm-hmm. and then Boston. Yes. You know, and the programs I had, the people who talked to me, the people who shared their stories. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And the people who still talk to me till date. People I don't know from anywhere will come and share and, you know, ask for my advice and some of them just want to talk and i I mean to just vent and let it all out it's really traumatic because as they so be man so in a strange land 
yes. the rules, the regulations, the, the, the way of life. And sometimes it can be so lonely. Yes. Yes. So lonely. And you were a bacana chimu in Kratasim. That one, the stories alone behind that one, your head will spin. The money that heard about, you know, I don't know whether it was in US or being Kratasem to you or be Mamia, Mamia Aba Ebewu or Ghana. I don't know if you follow that story. Yeah. Oh my god. I came to know you're being crater a yejuma. And something happened, misunderstanding. And the one now, oh, you sitting in crater, I know, sold her out into your tone by Ghana. Or by afternoon. Nothing. Or by nefidious, you juma or chop by near dear. That crown number that they called her said they back out boniba. No, Wagana. So speed running and everything. She was crossing the she didn't watch and then pam, she was knocked down by a car, just like that, and she died. She died. The stories are horror, I mean horrifying, different stories for us, for people, and that's what we pray for you all the time. Thank you. We and I think you people. and I, we have to do a collabo. The stories, <laughs> one of my professors, uh, well, she's a, she's a doctor now, Dr. Rebecca Ohiniasa from NAFTI, when she was doing her PhD at St. John, uh, sorry, John Hopkins University, um, one of her projects was about immigration. Ah. And so I remember going around uh, um, uh, uh, Times Square with her and literally putting a camera on, on people's faces and saying, tell us your story. And of course, a few were very afraid, but those that opened up and told me their stories, you, you, I don't, I, and if Becky's here, she would, I don't think we ate the whole day uh, you because your mouth would just drop. Drop, yeah. Drop. I personally have a friend who lived on a couch but was paying the rent of other the, the, the woman and all kinds of things. And me in area, my many signs of police. Yes, sorry, I know, but the man was and gone because I personally during my hustling days in Abruchi, Obima, so the same thing. Nefida and your me pay adopted your mommy. I I will go to the laundrette to go and wash my I'm not allowed to wash it because you see you do. Oh, you see hey right using too much water. You know, that's another thing. You know, the hustling, you know. I get to abroti a ohima chrome hono. Me do that very evening. Me do an upper evening, I mean start me bojo. Let <laughs> me see. I've been to. I started going to UK in 1995. Mm. The only time I actually toured and enjoyed UK and went to the tourist site was last year when I came with my daughter. I, yes, when you yes, wow. That was Madame Tussaud. I had never been there. Never been there. I'd never been to, you know, uh, where uh, the um, the bus museum. What what I hadn't been to so many. Even Buckingham Palace, I had never been there. Because Okobia Ijuma, you just go for yes. the hassle. The money you get also <laughs> And I host you know, so soon catch you. 
Hey, Randy. Randy. <laughs> um, one of my, <laughs> my dear, dear yeah. friend Tilly says, I wish I could contribute to the chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Child, endless sacrifices in one's marriage, childcare, okay. job, job. when you're a mother, wife, worker, boy, boy. <laughs> it looks like Tilly could just go on and on. Dreams thwarted. Thank you so much for writing about that because I, I, I just went through so many things in my mind and I said... Yeah. And let me tell you this one that really killed me, the story, mm. where she worked so hard, mm. sent money home mm. for a house to be built. Oh. Her own parent took over. Took over. And this is, and it end, it ended her marriage mm. because the money was, it was supposed to be built for her and her husband. Mm. How do you explain that my father has taken over, my mother has taken over the house, changed, done everything in her name, and Imagine. moved into her boyfriend? Oh my God. And tells you, her own biological daughter, that. And I they also said, me, bread, you think I suffered in vain, but I was the one watching doing this, doing that. And when you scarf a from who will scar you are abroad, you have money, come and build a new one. Yeah. So when a woman like that is crying, I think first of all, um, thank you for being so sensitive because the way you write it, there was no there's no bashing. In yeah. this book, it is not how could you actually, there's no judgment in any okay. of the stories. None of the people, whether they were villain or, or, or you know, protagonist, none of them was there was no vilification no. in this book. It's no. just that's the not, that's not your better stories. It for the strong woman out there yes. with that story to know yes. that listen, you can it's still okay. hold your, You've got it's okay this. to cry, yes, better, but still hold your head high, yes. Remember, best form of revenge is to succeed. Yes. You hustle to get it. said it best. Yes. Best form of revenge is your yes. paper. The yeah. green. <laughs> the Benjamins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Auntie G, we've gone so much. It's an hour already. I had chapter uh, 66. I had so many things I wanted to talk about that I'm, mm. I'm, I don't even know. But let's do... <laughs> Oh my God. Oh Lord. So many things. There's a number of, oh God. Okay. I, I'm going to just do a, a quick edit in my head because I wanted to talk about Che Wizzy, uh, autism. There's so many, you cannot pick up this book. By the way, I read this book in one day. I had plans for the day. I wanted to do things. The, I said, oh, let me read a few chapters. I'll go and come back and I'll read. <laughs> you lie. I didn't do that. I stayed up and I was still reading. I had to wake up mad early the next day for a rehearsal and I still was up reading the book. That's how gripping it is. The stories are short, but they, they pack a punch. And so I was daydreaming. I said, it would be so good if Antuji could just have a, um, this is idea, idea uh, free flow of ideas. If Antuji could just have all of the women in this book, mm -hmm. if they are willing to kind of show their faces yeah. and just have 
a master storytelling class on a big stage and say, this was my story. Do you have questions? That was my story. What were your questions? And then we just keep going like that. I don't think it would be like a three-day event. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we won't eat. We will not eat. I it know, is crazy yeah. what is in this book. So I'm just going to jump to 101. <laughs> it's very painful. I'm very, very hurt that I can't go through all of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay let me let me move on oh my god my daddy says you're doing a wonderful job oh bless you going through um from chapter 24 so it's actually 109 mm. what auntie g beautifully does in this book is she writes about other women other women other women strong women strong women and then out of the blue, I wasn't expecting it. And I don't know for those of you who've read the book, if you were expecting it, but I wasn't. She turned the lens. And for those of you who are in filmmaking, you understand, you put a camera on someone and they're telling you a story. And then very slowly you turn the camera to you and say, hey guys, I too have a story. And then she lets it rip and she tells her own stories. Um, and so she starts off by saying, my crying journey, dot, dot, dot. Yes, I have been called strong by many. Many people have told me how they feed off me and are able to keep going because I give them strength. I'm one of them, by the way. <laughs> Through my write-ups, videos, shows, interviews. In fact, some say my whole life gives them strength. Hey, oh, I'm one of them. People are quick to tell you, you can handle it. You're strong. If only they could see my deep scars. Thank God some of our ugliest scars do not show on our faces. No matter how deep and ugly a scar on your face or any part of your body is, it can be fixed with surgery. This is yeah. true. It true. really can. But how do we fix the scars buried in our hearts and souls? And then she has the very simplest of questions. Where do I start? Where do I start? Because I could go either way. And so Auntie G goes on to kind of tell you being married to a chief needs a different kind of anointing. I won't go in there. I know some of you came for some table shaking. Get the book and shake it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing it on this platform. Um, the cry for a baby. And then she goes on the pregnancy tears and she goes on and on. I wanted to segue this into the black chale wate. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Next week yeah. on the 10th of August, yeah. Auntie yeah. G is going to do an incredible feat, releasing two books in mm -hmm. one year. The mm -hmm. woman is incredibly mm -hmm. prolific. And she's, she wrote a book, The Black Chale Wate. In fact, Auntie G, if you could just move back a little bit and let us see. Ah, that's what I'm saying there. Oh my goodness. And so yeah. what is the black chalewate? Ooh, the black chalewate. <laughs> Those of you who are not Ghanaians, right? We have these um, walkabout slippers that you don't take it outside the home. Mm. Normally worn around the house. And even when you're harvesters, you change it. You're not wearing it. Yeah. Uh, that's the black chalote. The black chalote has many, for me, 
um, when I started, it was about the experience I had with Black Chalote. Mm. But later on, God opened my eyes to deeper meanings. Mm. Black Chalote. You know, there's something, let me preach a little. There's something about obedience. Mm. When God gives you an assignment, all you need to do is to obey. He opens your eyes to so many things. Mm. So many things you have no idea. So the Black Chalote started when on a day, one of the crazy days, you know, I'm a late bloomer. I gave birth at the age of 47. So I'm struggling. People see and all they think about is, you're so excited. Oh, you are blessed. You have a child. But so many challenges comes with having a child at your old age. And I think at that time, my house self had left. So just me, I just rushing. That day, somehow my alarm decided, no, actually it went off, but I put it off. Why am I that Sunday I woke up and I realized it was 5.30. Woo. Oh and if God. I don't leave home by 6.15, my daughter is going to be late. Hmm. So I was rushing and everything. On the middle of the motorway, I realized that I was wearing a black chalote. It didn't look as fine as the one on this one. No, 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 no. It didn't look that fine. And I was like, what do I do? I can't go back home to go and change. Oh my God. So I decided, listen, I don't care. Let's go. I mean, if they know you, they know you. As they say, when you want, when you want. So I just did, I just drove, dropped her off um, at, at, at school, had a chat with some parents and all that, you know me, mentoring and encouraging wherever I find myself. Then I got to the office. And guess what? Hmm. My staff, one of them comes to Jeremiah, comes to say, Mommy your dress you've turned it inside out <gasps> i turned my dress inside out i actually stood and child had a child with parents and everything and none of them even oh my god and if you know me um i've gotten to a point in my life the most important thing to me is to inspire this to motivate them to let them keep going so i actually shared the story on social media on my facebook page and then reverend albert okran said listen gifty these funny stories you need to you know i have a way of turning something as serious as that into something that you can yeah laugh. especially when it has to do with <laughs> identify with that they wrote about their own you know funny moments and the crazy moments and all that so reverend albert took and said gifty you know what i think you need to write a book and i said so this book was started last year wow last year started and then i put it down in november you know i just move on to and i said no her birthday is coming, so let me just do it. She's always wanted me to write a book for her mm -hmm. with her picture mm -hmm. on the cover. So let me just do this. So that's the story behind the Black Chalote. Oh. Now, later on, God revealed the past few days, God revealed my eyes to what the Black Chalote represents, as I said. Mm -hmm. Something that we don't really, quote unquote, take it seriously, we don't regard it. Yeah. Will not take it to any place, yeah, but yeah, of, yeah, you know, of importance. Yeah, when you have your special guests, you will not go even in your own home, you will you change your that. Yeah, and that's my story. Mm. When people everybody thought that this one she can't get married, this one she can't have a child, 
this one what does she know so you are the black chalote oh my god god revealed my eyes so you are the black chalote but it doesn't god can use anybody and anything at any given time oh but here's the bigger re- revelation in your black chalote with your ch- dress turned inside out didn't even know it you are still encouraging people on that play on on the school ground talking yes. to people lifting them up and in that moment yes. what you were wearing didn't even matter matter they didn't even okay. see it they didn't see it or if they did i mean i'm talking to oga what does do i care i just need an assy now they don't call it selfie i need an assy <laughs> you know just have a picture with her in it just to show i don't care what she's wearing it's oga yeah. yeah oh my god yesterday i went to the i think when we came to the office i just took my my hair i went out to i've just braided my you know 3 3 and we had to stop over. She's going to go back to school next week. So we are doing the school runs and buying her stuff, books and everything. And then I just got down. We got to the China Mall and I said, oh, let me go and get it for her. And I just had my my 3-3 three, three on, my braids on it. I mean, I was just walking around and just, and people were, wanted to take pictures with me. One little girl wanted to take a picture with me and the mother said, oh, she's not pregnant. I said, oh, come, come, come. I took a picture with her. I don't care. I don't because I've gotten to a place where I've realized that yes, it's important mm. to regard or look at the value what you carry. Mm. Too many times as women, we've allowed the little things. Oh, I'm not properly dressed. Mm. Oh, my hair is not in the best of shape. Yeah. Oh, my nails. It would have been good in I mean a good enough ex- excuse for you to miss an opportunity. Yes. But no, show up. Just come oh, on. Oh, I don't have a child. Oh, I, I'm the one being a disgrace. Oh, I'm this that. You know, I'm afraid this. Just show up and trust God show to use up. you. When just a few weeks ago, all the things were being said about me, I showed up still. You did. You know, I showed up, consistently showed up social media, showed up at programs, preached at places. But yes, I was hurt. I was broken. And but I no- had people, Auntie G, I had people texting me and going, what's going, because, you know, I call you Auntie G, they'll say, what's going on with your Auntie G? First of all, I said, what audacity that you will ask me? Why do you think I know? And if I knew, why would I tell you? Yeah. Have you bishop, heard? Have you bishop, heard? Yeah, Bishop Charles, you know, um Jabin, oh, no, Jabin in, in Kumasi mm-hmm. um possibility center. Yeah. You know, I went to Kumasi quite recently and when he heard I was coming, he asked for he he he, he said you I don't need protocol. He just made a flag before I got to know, made a flag that I'm preaching at his church. Imagine you know, and people and all of that were you? writing on the back of a story. People were asking, Why are you letting this one preach? And then he said he asked them. Do you have a stain in your dress? Hmm. Do you have a story? Are you saying that even if it's true that her marriage is on rocks, God can't use it? God used Catherine Coleman. And Catherine Coleman actually took someone's husband. (laughs) She was the other woman. Who went through divorce, but they were still preaching. Yes. Why is it that this one can't? Hmm breaking barriers 
breaking barriers. So showing this is the up. Actual water. This story, uh, aside, I mean, I tell the story journey of my with me and my daughter. Yes. And I tackle the issue of infertility. Yes. The issue of IVF. Yes. The traumas of IVF. You know, in your country, in your side of the world, if you go through IVF, you'll be counseled before and after. Mm-hmm. In most places here, you don't go through that. You are just told that, oh, sorry, it didn't work. And that's it. That's it. They don't even worry about the monies you just wasted because have, it is a waste at that point. They don't tell you. I have a friend who's gone through IVF 12 times. Oh my God. 12 times every time there's something. So now oh she hates children. Oh my God. She actually, God. literally, I'm still, I've given her a counselor. I mean, a clinical psychologist to work with. She she said children don't like her, so she too, she doesn't oh, like she, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I talk about the challenges of, you know, career women, the risk involved, raising children, late bloomer, the very first pages you would love. How, you I know, I, even when I'm going to, to use the loo, <laughs> I'm scared because I'm afraid a little push, the baby will come out. Oh my God. You know, the traumas that we don't talk about. And if you saw my post today, I said this book talks about issues that only a Getty anti book would dare talk about. This is true. Especially oh. in Ghana, because most people won't. Yeah, they'd rather do the round with pastors, pray about it, and then come out with the testimony yeah. and say, yeah. God did it. God, God did it. But yes, queen. Did it. Yeah. If Where's you do story? PDF and you're positive, God did it. Because there's so many people who've done it, it didn't work. If you do surrogacy and you have that child, God did it. Because Rukia did surrogacy how many times? And, so it, the, and somebody, so somebody took her babies. Exactly. And I, I remember babies. saying in my head, isn't that illegal? If, don't you sign papers because they do it here. You sign you paperwork, you're just a surrogate. This is not your child. You understand it, you know it, you sign a paper, you get paid. You're During done. her time, it wasn't legal. Oh my God. During her time, you know, there were lots of things and a lot of women don't know things. In frustration, they do so many things. In frustration, you know, we've had even here in Ghana where people are giving stolen babies, but they don't know that the babies were stolen for them. Do we have heard stories of babies being switched? Yes. You know, I fought with my husband for days because on the theater, after they cut me, they took the baby and I held the baby and they were taking the baby to be, uh, to be bathed. He just left me on the theater bed and followed his daughter. Yes. <laughs> Let me go and, and make sure they don't switch the child. Yes. Like, How could you live? But later on, I understood that, yes, he had to go because yeah. I wasn't the, the only person being you know, anything could happen. Wow. That was so, so smart of things. him to actually follow and make sure they don't give me that say too, Don't say it too loud. He will hear it. Oh. And then he will say shame on you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think, I, I think Uncle heard me. Sorry. I have to give this to him. That was smart of him. Sorry. <laughs> you know, so it raises a whole lot of issues wow. in the concerning motherhood, concerning the quest for you know, children, children and 
how you need to prepare in your search for a child, in your desperation for a child, how you need to psych yourself wow. and know that when it comes, there are going to be challenges. Of course, this book will make you laugh as well. I can't but it will wait. make you think. So on the 10th, we are going to have a panel. Mm. Uh, the book is written, the forward is by the doctor who treated me, Dr. Padiaite. Wow. And he's going to be on the panel. We're going to have Shamima Muslim on the panel. Mm. We're going to have two other mothers, to who, someone who's gone through the IVF and to share their experience so people can ask questions. And then after that, we'll do the book signing for you to have your copies. This, this is a limited edition because... After a certain point, we'll, I will not go into reprint. Mm. When she grows up and she reads it and said, Mommy, I need you to reprint, then, then you will we'll update it and mm. reprint it. So even on Amazon, we will cut it off. Maybe the end. Oh, Nana, 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 I know we do, we do. Uh, and then Auntie B says that I'm here. Well, I heard it. Auntie B, please. Women's circle. Eh? Don't go and. And <laughs> Jemima says, I'm sitting here nodding my head. Felt yeah. like this chapter was written for me. Had my daughter later in life, almost 40 years. No joke. Giving up your career and staying home for a year. I know huh. you have so many stories to share. Yeah. What I'm you have effectually done, Auntie G, is you have broken a jar of alabaster box. That's what you have done. These are a no-go area stories in 2023 in Ghana. Can you imagine? It's the 21st century, and we still can't talk about these things. And I dare say, pushing the envelope a little bit, it's not only a Ghana situation. It is an African situation. Um, one of the things that shocked me was when you wrote in the book that in March 2023 is when Ghana decided to decriminalize suicide. Yeah. My mouth just went, what? Yeah. They punished people for trying to kill yes. themselves. They put yes. those people in yes. jail. In jail, yes. Yes. Yeah. And Auntie G, yeah. vulnerable moment here. I said to myself, if I was in Ghana, then I would have been in, 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 in jail four times. Exactly. Because I have attempted it four times. Same here. I've tried, I attempted it too. And these are, I'm, listen, when you I have so much vim. I'm a strong read, woman. Yeah, when you read When Strong Women Cry, you know, that that, that I talk about, when yeah. even in two, 2021, when I thought that having a child could fill a certain void, I became and a child as well. Yes. I became suicidal as well, you know. Of course, How yes. Of course, book nook, book nook dot a store. You can get copies. All of them. Of <laughs> Our big brother, the bookseller, is who I call yes. him. And you can pre-order the uh, yes. as well. Proud yes. sponsor of all of Arthur's corners that we have onto yes. my younger self. And oh. so, big brother, we want to say thank you to you thank for you. being a proud sponsor. And of yes. course, this uh, episode actually to my younger self now has an incredible sponsor. We are sponsored by 
uh, Opulence Group Reality, and they're based out of North Carolina. Yes, yes, Auntie G. You know what? You've been doing it. I cannot just sit back and not do it. I gotta, I gotta follow. I gotta follow. But yes, it is sponsored proudly by Opulence Group Real Estate under the expert leadership of Mr. Emmanuel Oforidekru. We just want to say thank you, sir, for your belief, your encouragement. Because of you, we're able to tell these stories. Uh, you know, when, when strong women cry, and of course the black cello were a bit of me, uh, 50 nuggets at 50. This is why we do this. Auntie G, what an honor. What an honor. Thank you for breaking that box. I have to keep telling you this. Let me say, as for you, um, the day I come to Ghana, I think by the time you open your door, I'll be sleeping on the floor there. I'll just come, you know? I'll just come. When, even the camera guys, they cannot, they'll just say, let me do camera work today because that's, I will hold the cameras. Uh, I would, I'll come and just do, oh my God. God bless you. This woman has done incredibly well for Ghana. I know in Africa, we sometimes we drop the ball and we don't celebrate the people that are doing the good work. She's doing a good work, but she's also a human being. I wanted to say this. I never told Auntie G I would say this, but she's also a human being. Remember the word human being. She is still being. Yeah. You, know my, you know, my daughter said that to me. You saw <gasps> that video I posted. No. Yeah, I posted a video on Facebook. I have to go and said, said I, I, I did. It's like we were presenting. I said, "This is my daughter, Nyam. She's a brave girl, and I am." And then she said, "A human being." She prophesied. Oh yes, I remember that video. But she prophesied, "You are a human being. You are still being." And yeah. so, guys, um. We're celebrating her, like I said, she's almost 70 uh, awards in. But please make no mistake, she's also growing every day. Yeah. Please give grace. No matter what you hear, don't, there's something in it that there's a German word called Schandenfreude. Schandenfreude is that thing where most people, whether they won't show it, but they're happy when something terrible is happening to a good person. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw a post recently said, I used to fight and defend myself, mm. but these days I keep quite a watch because I need to see those who actually mm. believe these stories about me. Mm. And then I let it go. And then you let it go. I let them go out of my life because mm. if you can believe this about me, mm. when you claim to know me, you know, when you can just pick up a phone and call me. And say, I just heard, is it true? I just, what is going on? You know, me, I don't even do that. Ananti G, you would, I just text and say, I love you. It's exactly. that simple. That's, that's what you do. Just text. And, and, and Auntie G, what, I love you. Yeah. I'm you sending do. you a virtual hug. Yeah. That's that's all you ever yeah. need to do with your friends, yeah. with your mentors. Yeah. I remember the little you said, I don't want to know whether it's true or not. I don't all care. I want to know is that I, I just love, love you. you. And I'm sending you a virtual heart. Yes. That's what and you did. I will. So please, guys, um, yeah. let's celebrate. In the celebration, let us remember the God in the person. 
but also that even the God in the person was criticized many, many times. Jesus yeah. went through it. Yeah. Um, so solve your words with grace, with honey. And if you don't know enough information, say nothing. Please say nothing because this is the culmination of the book. It's because of what we say to people. That's what is making them go through all of this. No, not them, us going through all of this, especially women. Yeah. My last comment before we, we take off Auntie G is please get the book. Men who are here, buy it for your wives. If you have daughters, buy it for your daughters. Um, buy it as Valentine Day gifts yeah. to your girlfriends and your fiancés. Thank you, my younger self. They bought 10 copies. That so, was an honor. Yeah. It was so, our honor yeah. to yeah. do yeah. it, to, to, to just bless somebody. Um, we had a sponsor who did it, and so we said, why not? Um, and you... I'm so overwhelmed. I, I think after this, I'm going to have myself a good cry. And for all of you who have had... Oh, Atibole. 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 My very own Atibole. I love you. I so love much you. love for you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Christian Derby Hansen says, God bless you. God richly bless you so much, Mama Gifty. There's just so many people who are here because they love you. Of course, you know I love you. I just can't say how much I love you enough. Thank you for being you. Um, I'm going to do a few things on okay, our cue card. Can I chip in a, a yes. little before you go? Mm -hmm. So um, my, by the grace of God, I've mm -hmm. written my seventh book is uh, about to come out yes. for in four years. So mm -hmm. this year alone, within four months, I'm releasing another book to make it seven. My yes. show, The Standpoint, it's 15 years old, and we are having various, um, first of all, we dedicated um, a studio and a new set, and the book release, yes, we dedicated also. <laughs> <laughs> and then the book release is on the 10th of um, August. 10th of you August, can, yes. Yes, you can pre-order if you are in Ghana, um, mm -hmm. 0543. Mm. 6181820543618182 you know booknook.store you can pre-order there and then by 10th you can also buy from there and then on the 23rd of august we are mm. having an international conference mm. the theme is 15 years 15 years of listening to the feminine side mm. the next agenda we have women coming to share their 15 years journey. People from politics, from religion, from entrepreneurship, you know, from various backgrounds, share their experiences. We have Lehman uh, Bowie, Roberta Bowie, who is mm -hmm. a 2011 Nobel Peace Prize, Prize Award winner. Mm -hmm. winner. Yeah. Yes. You know, she's a keynote speaker. She's coming. It's open to all. I want student leaders to be there. I want women groups to be there. Let's have a wonderful time. We'll have the opportunity. Asking questions, interactions means a lot to me. Mm. So you get the opportunity. These are people you may not meet them anywhere, yeah. but come, you'll be asked, you can ask questions and be a part of it. Mm. We need sponsorship. So companies across the world who want to sponsor us. Number 0543 mm -hmm. And then on the 9th of September, I'm having a program in the central region mm -hmm. at Village of Hope Orphanage 
for the women in the area, Gomuafete area, we are feeding 150 pregnant women, mm. giving them a hot meal, diapers, wives, and what have you. The whole idea, I started it two years ago, is to give that pregnant woman one mm. day during her journey she is to just... where she's happy, where she feels celebrated. Wow. You know, where she feels that she's loved, she's supported. So that is on the 9th of September. So again, I'm asking for donations, diapers, wipes, baby clothes, baby food, and what have you. If you want to go, please get in touch. Same number, 0543-618182 or 020-886-1919. Let's organize a bus. Go and show these women some love because you are a woman, especially... Um, Father, thank you. If you're a woman that is looking for a child, just a woman who is trusting God for a fruit of the womb, mm. or you know someone, come, let's go and share love. Yes. You know, because I, you know, and in the book I wrote about it, I was feeding mm. and taking care of other people's children Yes, before God had mercy on me. Mm. You know, the picture, let me explain the picture, this picture of my little girl, looking up to God, my interpretation of that, she was telling God that, Lord, I told you that, let me go to this woman. I can't handle it. <laughs> and she does handle you. <laughs> I write that, you know, she was playing in heaven, the garden. And then everyone who see me on my knees, praying and crying. So he said, God, what does that woman want? Why is she always crying? Oh, my Why is she God. always, and God said, well, she said she wants a child, but knowing her know. lifestyle, I don't know whether she can really... I'm not sure. She said, okay, God, you send me. Go. God said, are you sure? She said, yes, God send me. I think I can handle her. So she came and she stayed out of yeah, the yeah, farm. Yeah, yeah. God's glory. So, so she's just looking up to me. So God, I told you, I can handle <laughs> this one. You see how I'm putting her in check. You know, so that's my interpretation of it. So those I are the absolutely problems. love it. Just reach out, 020. Eight eight six one nine one nine or 0543-618182 and get your copies of the all my books on Amazon from you know various vendors. Follow me on social media, Facebook or Henry Gifty Auntie, and on Instagram or Henry underscore Gifty underscore Auntie. You can get your books also contact um, book nook uh, book nook, 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 nook store store. Yes. The plug so is already get, on the comment section. Yeah, so yes, so, you've got it. Thank you. <laughs> you've so got it. And I think the best part, and, and please correct me if I am wrong, all these programs are free. It's free admission. Especially the one from next week is under the auspices of the Ghana Righteous Association. And they're hosting this miracle. How they reach out to me. Can you imagine going? So please, Whoa. guys, yeah. when you find a free event like this, especially if you have nothing to lose, just okay. show, up. show up. Show up. Just keep showing up. No matter how you're feeling, keep showing up. If not for anything, think about the Aussie you're going to get. You're going to get a selfie with OGA. That alone is like, you know, it's like, you know. Yeah, what's the new name? What? Aussie. It's an assy, you know, us instead of a selfie, which is just one oh, person. Well, it's <laughs> let's <laughs> let's take I've a, had a new one. Yeah, you got a new, new one. one. I'm going to brag it differently now. Let's have an assy. 
Yes, so instead of selfie is for okay. one person. Okay, okay. okay. Audrey wants to see my shit. This is yes. it. Yes. Uh, okay, should I? Okay, yes. So this is it. There you go. The black chalewate. And uh, that's Audrey, Professor Audrey. Yes. I know you you were late a little bit today, um, but it's the book. It's uh, Ohiniri's new book that is uh, going so to be coming out. It's the black chalewate, Diary of the Late Bloomer. Yes. Diary of the Late Bloomer and her daughter. Yes. <laughs> Guys, it has been such a wonderful time hanging out with my very own Auntie G. As always, uh, God is so incredible. I always have that picture sitting in my in, in, in my father's living room, watching the seven o'clock news and going, I, I don't know her. I love her. I want to be like her. And maybe in my heart, in my mind somewhere, she's probably the reason I went to Ghana uh, Institute of Journalism. I don't know. But sometimes life just does that for you. You see something, you like it subconsciously you're doing it uh, every once in a while when i'm talking i try to move my head the way she does and i pretend maybe i'm like her and you so i like pronounce her. my words like her and i move my hands like you are my daughter <laughs> <laughs> so you know <laughs> i just want to say thank you for just being so gracious from day one she has been oga she's just been incredible just so much grace i want to publicly say thank you i i don't take this for granted and the fact that you can literally well for me i can literally just text her it doesn't matter sometimes i forget the time difference and text her yeah, i know i'm here and i'll go oh my god it's late but she has never once said to me why are you texting me late no. not once she responds yeah. when she can and it's always with grace. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. Guys, I want to say thank you um, to our monthly donors. Um, of course, Opulence uh, Group Realty out of um, um, North Carolina, they're licensed there, but they can actually work with you anywhere in the world. Um, in Canada, in the UK, Ghana, doesn't matter where you are, they can get you whatever kind of real estate needs you need. So please, please, please. Um, the number is right on here. You definitely want to reach out to Mr. Emmanuel Deku and his team, and you will not be disappointed. Uh, some of our monthly donors, Jane Fiorito, Auntie Rose Machayo, Auntie B of Exceptional Care, um, Auntie Araba. There are so many of you who just keep donating. For those of you who gave so much for the excursion that we sponsored for those kids to come into Accra, man, I'm so upset. We should have asked Auntie G to be a part of this event but another time another time they would have had so much fun with you they got to see the airport the black star square and a couple of other places yeah. on your dime you the audience you guys sent in uh, and you got the bus for them all fully paid and oh. all of their meals everything you guys did that i want to say thank you we're very grateful of course we want to also say listen put your heart and your mouth i mean put your mouth where your heart is patronize Ghana, patronize Africa. And so we tell you, Music for Your Quality Feet is a program yeah. you definitely want to jump on. Of course, oh, the standpoint. Yes, the standpoint is also a program you want to jump on every week and be a part of. Um, where Ghana by uh, Irabna and her team are doing incredible for the continent of Africa. Kua Designs by Ruby Boa. Uh, M Sims by Mabel Simpson. Ryle by Design. Um, she is based out of the 
New York in Nyack. Uh, of course, Avonzige Bridal by Avonzige uh, Augustine. Humanity Chats by our very own Margie Marge, who says yes. enough room at the top for all of us. You know what I mean? Keys and Credo by Nana Sapa. Horseman Shoes, Kelm Beats, Caveman Watches. Listen, if I had my way, I would sit here and mention every good entity in Ghana and Africa and tell you, put your money there. Since Auntie G is here today, please send in your love gifts to her. You don't even have to qualify. Just say, Auntie G, here's a 50, here's a 100, here's a 1,000, here's a million. We take it all. We take it all. We take it all. Okay? So, guys, it is such an honor to be your host, your moderator, facilitator. I don't know, just general talker (laughs) be today. Auntie G, I love you so much. What is the last word you have for us before we sign off? I just, as always, tell whoever you are that life happens. Mm. Life happens. There are things we can never avoid in life, no matter how hard you try. But when it happens, what you make out of it, what you do with that is what matters most. Mm. To say that you fail, yeah, you fail. Make mistakes, you will. You will cry, you will hurt, you what? Yes, you go through it. But what would you make out of it? In your most dying moments, in a place where you see all darkness. You know, my my foundation, the um, Giftianti Foundation, our slogan is bringing light to lives. Mm. Light only shines where there's darkness. Come on. The woman started to preach. Where's your Bibles? Let's go. Shines where there is darkness. Mm. When you shine your light where there's light, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. But life happens. There to stand up, there to show up, there to take one step at a time. Mm. This short story I heard quite recently Mm. of a farmer who had a camel and the camel fell into an empty well. They did everything they could to bring the camel out. But the camel wasn't, if they were, the people weren't able to bring the camel out. Mm-hmm. So they decided they gave up. Like the black chalwati, they decided to bury that camel. So they started fetching uh, sand and then poured just to bury it. But as they did, as a busy, they were doing farmer, broken and doing that. The next moment they saw the camel's head popping out. They were wondering, what is this? And they realized as they fed the walk that sand into the well, the camel would just shake it off and step on it. The sun come, shake it off, step on it, shake it off, and finally, what is being thrown at you by life, by people, by family, by work, whatever it is, shake it off and step on it. Oh, At place of pain, I birthed two books hmm. in one year, in four months. When strong women cry, and now the black, black shallowate. Out of a place of pain and misery, I could have given up. Hmm. I could have said enough is enough, and nobody and would blame you because you've done enough already. Exactly. And oh, I said it many times that I'm tired. I'm like, Lord, why? Lord, I give it, Lord, this. But then, so never give up. 
Never give up. Never. Listen, the hashtag for today is shake it off and step on it. And then do a dash and put OGA. That's the hashtag. Love okay. you. I yes. love you. You know how to do it. <laughs> That's the hashtag. Put it in the comment section, but also yeah. put it in your uh, uh, in your statuses. Put it on your Facebook pages, whatever. You know, shake it off. Step on it. Dash OGA. And then do another hashtag, the Black Chalawote. Let people ask you, what's up with that? Okay, so please, please, there you go, Portia. Thank you. She just did it. Shake it off and step on it. OGA. Yeah. Thank you. That's the hashtag for today. My thank people, you. thank you for hanging in here with us. It's been an hour, 50 minutes, and we're going strong. We could keep going and going and going, but can we stop now? We will have Auntie G another time, God willing. Uh, my name is Zoe Baraka. I love you guys dearly. I know Auntie G loves you guys very dearly. And uh, we will see you next week with another edition of the Storytelling Time. Guys, exactly. Shake it off and step on it. My name is Zoe Baraka. I love you guys. I will see you next week. Bye. <clears throat>